1: Iron Overload.io Hardcore, episode number four. Today we're going to be doing Diana Ball, D-Ball, talking about cycles, doses, side effects. Steve Schmee, the mobster joining me. How's it going, man? Good. Breakfast of champions. Yes. So, Methane, D-N, Un is the pronunciation for Diana Ball. There's also spelling of meta, metan, dn, wun, un. And
0: it's. I've got one here. Yep. I've got one. I think my pronunciation might be slightly better than yours. Methandro standalone. There it, it is. About it. Almost no one will look it up underneath this the, the chemical name. Every, and it's kind of crazy, which we're getting to, just how many names there are for what used to be euphemistically called the Little Blue Pill or the Blue Supplement back in the day. But there, guys, check the article that we're going to add to the uh, podcast because there's probably a dozen or more names. But everybody, it's Bell. It's dynamo is the, the, yep. the is the old name, but there's a dozen names. And some places will sell you under a different
1: name and you need to know what it is. Diebel is what yeah. everybody likes to call them. And yep. as my said back in the day, just a handful of these little pills, guys would take them. It's a classic steroid. This is the steroid that was popular in the 70s. Yes. Definitely a top three steroid. And today in 2022, according to a recent poll that was done on steroid users, yeah. it's the third most popular steroid. So, Crazy, yeah. yep, it's really interesting that it was popular 50 years ago 60 years ago and today it is still one of the top three most popular steroid and I believe the simple reason for that is the cost number one and number two it's a dummy proof steroid you can just take a few uh, a day a handful of them a day work out eat and, and you'll have strength and you'll have muscle gains I mean anybody can do it
0: Steve, I mean, we'll get into the specifics, but let's be honest, as you said, the price, uh, uh, availability, it's almost never... uh, I can't think of a single time that anybody's tried to pretend it's something else when they're manufacturing it, because it's easy for the manufacturers to get all of the rules for. And and it's, I don't know about you, and it's probably maybe not in the last 20 years, but certainly back when I was looking at these things, and I'm thinking now, uh, it'd be 20 years ago now, for me, when I looked at steroids and started thinking about steroids, it was just the beginner steroid. It was the one that you went to first. And as you said, because it's kind of idiot proof if you do it right. Uh, we'll talk about the side effects and we'll talk about a half-life and stuff like that and, and dosages or whatever else. But if you, if you don't go crazy, if you keep it simple, which we'll describe, it's so cheap. So the cost versus effect ratio is fantastic and if you don't fuck it up guys if you keep it basic if you keep it simple and if you follow our advice you can't you can't go wrong really not, you'd have to have some kind of medical issues we'll get into the side effects and we'll get into the issues that come with taking dynamo seba uh, came up with
1: it in 1955 for androgen replacement therapy air american olympic doctor john zagler he's credited yes. with introducing it to steroid athletes to try to get up a leg up on the Russian rivals. He liked that it could be orally taken. So his athletes did not have to inject. Injecting back then was definitely a taboo. So just taking a handful of pills, hell of a lot easier. 1960s college and pro football players were using it. 1983, Siba stopped producing it due to government pressure. FDA in 1985 revoked it entirely. And it was a complete ban on non-medical use in 1990 in the United States. Now, today it's produced in other countries for some medical reasons and used by bodybuilders and weightlifters in the United States still. As we said earlier, top three most popular steroid and number one most popular oral steroid. So I'm going to let Mobster get into some of the bulking and strength aspects of it. But first, let's talk a little bit about... The fact that it comes almost exclusively as an oral tablet, but some underground labs have played around with it and they've sold it as an injectable, but they haven't been successful at it. I mean, the whole point of it being easy to take is taken in oral form. So why in the world would anyone buy it to inject it? Doesn't, doesn't even make sense.
0: So I jump in here again, Steve. Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. Just to jump in here. very quickly, guys. Uh, there, there's always going to be people that favor the idea of doing an injectable, and arguably, maybe, and I think Steve will agree with this, it's slightly quicker into the system. But again, to correct me if I'm wrong, Steve, that the negative side effects still apply. So for me, it's being like, well, then why bother? I can't understand it. You're not missing out on the side effects. You're just getting it into the system that little bit quicker. Why would you take injectable dynamo? It's available. We, we've got sponsors that have it available, but I've never seen the point of it. I really haven't. And again, it's probably slightly more expensive because not that many people are using it that particular
1: way. So what do you think, Steve? Yeah, it's not going to make their friends, if you inject it or not. So really, I, I think I think one of those things is uh, just underground labs. They want to come up with something new and, they you know, some people have tried <laughs> it and. It really, it doesn't make a difference. It's not going to make any difference in your results or anything. So um, it's not going to have anything to do with your liver. It's still going uh, it, to, it's the reason that it's going to hammer your liver, liver is because when it was developed, they added the um, 17th carbon position methyl group, and they added a double bond to carbon positions one, two. So it's a testosterone derivative. And they did that so it would not get destroyed by the liver. So it's going to be liver toxic no matter what you do. So you want to keep an eye on that as well um, when it comes to how you treat it with regards to your liver. But it's pretty much testosterone in pill form. I mean, I've used it plenty of times. I, I, I would attest to that. It is pretty much testosterone in liver and in, in, in oral form. And it's a quicker acting testosterone than the typical testosterone, sipinator testosterone, anything, because it's, an, it's oral and has a much shorter half-life. Yeah. So that's what I've noticed. But talk about the bulking and strength that you've experienced on Diana Mobster and then tell the guys you know, some of the benefits that you've gotten, especially as a strength guy. Right, so straight away, guys, this is one of those things, uh, if, uh, for me, it normally
0: takes a few days to kick in, but I've had the difference between pills that are working and pills that are not working. So, so from you know, they're basically scammed. There's no, no active ingredient or very, very low active ingredient. And from, as an example, Steve, I ran what I thought was d for a week. Nothing, nothing, nothing. That was the last few pills in the container that had been given to me for free. Thank you very much. Put them to one side, bin that off whatever else. Started the uh, second batch, so to speak, the, the, the actual cycle that i brought, using up the last of the old ones, and instantly from friday to monday i think i put on four pounds and obviously yeah, a lot of that guys is water gained but of course uh, as per the article that we're going to attach most of your muscles as well so for me it's always been i know that i'm going to blow i know that i'm going to add water but the leverage and a good example would be and I've, i actually mentioned this uh, in in uh, replies on the forum in threads on the forum is the leverage from bench pressing for example I literally expand in my forearms, my bicep, my tricep, my pec, my front delt or whatever else means that my leverage and the bottom of the position movement is that much greater. You're, you're pushing from an elevated position, a quarter of an inch, half inch higher than you was before. And some of you smaller guys, the ones that are put on a lot of weight. But even for me, a, a quarter of an inch here, half an inch there, uh, is, is the, the leverage is that much better. And then, of course, you're getting the effects of the testosterone you are raising above your natural normal levels and so combined with a proper training program combined with proper nutrition the bloat the water retention the greater leverage equals greater strength and then as i say if you do run a cycle and we talk about this kind of stuff on the forums i've mentioned it a million times you don't just take drugs and hope something's going to happen with training with nutrition, and specifically for strength training, with an aim to add weight to the bar to increase the number of reps. So I would always, from example myself, Steve, and I'll mention this again, I train with a specific point in the cycle to be hitting a PR to be adding more weight to the bar. So for me, I wouldn't do Bowl right at the beginning of a training cycle, let's say it's sixteen weeks, but I might run ah uh, uh, as long as eight weeks, typically a little bit less. And that will be halfway through a training cycle. So by the end of the training cycle, I have, will know that I'm going to add weight to the bar. And D-Bolt is, as we said earlier, it's real, real simple, real, real straightforward. I've never lifted or con- contested anything that's been in a drug tested uh, federation or competition. So for me, doing something like this, especially for power, even squatting, at the bottom of the squat, you're going to your, your, your hamstrings, your quads are, are bigger. So it's 100% for me effective, especially at my peak, when I was adding 5% a year, I knew I was gonna get something out of this. That guarantee helps you psychologically, helps you physically, you know that something's gonna happen, and it's real, real straightforward. The only issue, and as as I just touched upon, if I was in a competition, or in taking part in a federation that did drug tests, you probably wouldn't wanna use t for that. It's probably like number one, Easiest drug in the universe for you to get caught out on. And guys, if you were taking d bowl and you got caught, well, then you kind of deserve it. So, you know, like I said, I've never lifted in those kind of federations or or competitions. It's never been an issue. But yeah, for me, Steve, it was kind of like a guarantee, guaranteed weight, guaranteed better leverage, guaranteed few kilos on the bar. I I could, I could run. I could say, for example, uh, oh, I'm going to seated press X weight. Let's say 100 kilos. Um and take D bowl and I know it's gonna be 105-110 in, in four weeks. I just know. So that to me, that guarantee of strength, that guarantee of another five or ten percent is just there. And for, for your parent strength athlete, knowing it, it would be a fantastic. However, guys, quick no-no, if you do what we call strongman competitions, some of the stuff that you do requires a certain level of endurance. And we'll get into again the side effects why that would be a bad idea. Pure power, great. For endurance type stuff, repetition type stuff, anything where lactic acid or a pump might be an issue, the bar would not then
1: be probably the one that you want to go for. Yeah, back to you, Steve. So let's look at the, the two things that Diana Ball is known for. And you can yeah. spin it as a bad thing, but like most people when they use it, they're gonna they're gonna be like, wow, this this is good stuff. So
0: yeah, yeah. um the you first thing do
1: what do. so well, let's talk let's talk about number one pumps and mobster just touched on it in a negative light but you can view it as a positive light like you can go and work out there's those old videos of arnold from the 70s working out and he's talking about the pump and his biceps are getting huge and that's what dynamo is capable of so yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
1: if, if your type of training Where you want to go high rep and you want to enjoy that pump and you want to leave the gym with your muscles popping out of your arms and your veins popping out, feeling like they're going to explode, then you'll leave the gym feeling amazing. And during your workout, it's going to feel amazing. There's nothing like D-ball pumps. But if you have the view of, oh, I want to go run two miles. Oh, no, that's
0: not good. Yeah, yeah
1: then you're not going to like the pump. So it can be a negative, but also it can be a positive. It just depends if on your I'm style. Getting it,
0: Steve, if I was doing strongman competitions, for example, pulling a bus or pulling an airplane or something like that, the pump from there, I don't want it. But yeah, you don't want it. No. If I'm training arms, if, I, if I'm in the gym and I'm bodybuilding, and some of my training is bodybuilding-esque, that, yeah, 100%, man. Who doesn't want their sleeve to fill up? Who doesn't want their chest to fill yep. tight out? And D balls is, is like I said, on that basis, it's it's a bonus. So I mean I'm I'm, I'm on both sides of that coin, Steve. If I'm in training arms, I trained arms yesterday, then that pump's gonna be good. But i I finished the cycle of dying about funny enough, uh, for, uh Saturday. So there's still a little bit of the half-life residue in my system, and I trained arms yesterday, did train shoulders yesterday, and I was still getting a nice pump. They were still around the 20-inch mark. Guaranteed that stuff. Strong man endurance is what I'm getting at. As you say, there's oh, guys, it's going to come down to, as all steroids and all PDs, and we will cover this in all our podcasts, you, you don't dose by what someone's selling. Look at what you're aiming to get out of a drug and what you want it to assist you with in the gym. So, for example, as Steve says, if I was going for a run, I'm not going to use it as a runner. I'm not going to use it for any endurance event type stuff. Whereas if I want to pump, if I want to feel bloated, if I want that power, and for the price... No wonder it's still top three, Steve. And, and that's just all PEDs. Never mind, as Steve says, I think it's number one, the orals. So yeah, I mean, guys, drug specific. This is why we talk about these stuff on the forums. And I say, you don't just make a, a cycle out of what you've got to hand. You literally say, what do I want to achieve? And then see what drug does that best if you're going to use a performance enhancing drug. And here for me, pure power boom, no problem, because of the leverage, like I've already mentioned, the the, the nitrogen uptake, uh, ATP issues as well, and, and then Steve says, if you want to pump, oof, easy. <laughs> it's it's com- the, the only one which I would say right now, Steve, but, which we actually mentioned in one of our earlier IO podcasts, where an overload podcast would be Aniva. Uh, but you're going to get a way, way greater pump on Debo. You might get the the, the liberating pubs, the back pumps and shin pumps that we talked about with anavar, that can be also be an issue with uh, Dynabol.
1: Back to you. So we got 15 minutes left. Let's hit we'll a couple things on Dianabol. The second thing that I want to talk about is mood. And that's something that I noticed the first time I ever used anabolic steroids. Dynabol was the first steroid I used. And I could feel the difference in my mood, man. I would wake up in the morning, five o'clock. I'd be like, yeah, I want to hit the gym. And I never worked out in the morning. I'd always be one of those guys who worked out after work. You know, all my buddies in the gym worked out after work. The Only people who showed up at my gym in the morning were the old dudes. So I couldn't get anyone to spot me. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't as fun, but man, I wanted to go to the gym. I want to wake up. That's right. Go to the gym. <laughs>
0: I trade in the morning. I'm one of the old dudes.
1: Yeah. Now, now I trade in the morning uh, almost 99% of the time. I'm old now. So, yeah. Yeah. but man, Diana, Diana makes your mood, your libido, your confidence. You'll notice like within the first week, week and a half, instead of being able to do six reps, you'll be able to do eight reps just from this freaking pill and not running a lot. And it's so damn cheap. So it's yeah. an amazing steroid, And the reason it works so fast is the half-life. It's only a five to six hour half-life. I've seen numbers even as, as low as four hours. So yeah. you want to dose it twice a day. Some guys do three times a day, but AM, That's PM sure, yeah. is, is perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. And, you know, it's in your system quick because it has such a short half-life. So it peaks very quickly in your body. So always take the half-life, multiply it by five and that tells you when the steroid is going to peak if you're taking it on a on a correct schedule so if you were to take dianabol twice a day and let's say we're say it's got a 5 hour half life so, it would take 25 hours to start peaking in your system if you're taking it on a regular schedule. So, within a couple of days, it's going to be yeah. already peaking in your system. And then, as you continue to use it, more and more gets in your system and more and more is starting to work in your system, just like all anabolic steroids do. And then, as my officer mentioned, detection times, be careful if you're a tested athlete because yeah. it's still going to be possible to get busted for at one, two, even three months. In, into the future. So, side effects, we really have to get into it. And Mobster touched on the side effects that affected you. Okay. I know with me, it was the moon face, it was the bloat. Yes. I didn't use an AI with it the first time I used it. I listened to the wrong people. That's the thing TMI, too much information. Some people were telling me to use an AI, some people were telling me not to use an AI. And I listened to the people who told me not to, and I got moon face on it. And it was not pretty. So you can expect the moon phase, and that's going to come with water retention, blow, high blood pressure, and even insomnia, although I didn't really have an insomnia issue. But if you have an insomnia issue and you start getting water retention, it's going to make it worse. The worst one of all may be gynecomastia bitch tits. If you're yes. unlucky and you take Dianabol and you don't do anything about your estrogen, you don't run uh, an uh, anti-estrogen and aromatase inhibitor such as aromacin or aromidex, then these, the bitch tits can come. And that's basically going to mean that you will literally grow boobs, man boobs. And it's really, really a sad situation for a lot of people. It may require surgery. And if you're lucky, you could get away with running an anti gyno stack. So, if you're listening to this and you're on D Bowl or you just ran D Bowl and you got man boobs from it, that's the two options for you. Obviously, first, you want to run the anti gyno gyno protocol, anti gyno protocol, um, and you want to try to solve it that way. Obviously, surgery is always the last answer on, on anything. So you want to make sure that you are taking anti-estrogen with it. I highly recommend it. That's that's my final answer on that. And the other thing, side effect, is liver toxicity, as we talked about earlier. You want to make sure that you're running your liver support with it. And you know those those pretty much are the side effects, man. And then oh, obviously, couple more for you, Steve. sorry, i jumped yep. back in. Here.
0: Go ahead. Mm-hmm. In a few individuals, and again, all of these side effects. We actually talked about bloating as a plus and a minus earlier on. I would also suggest guys, that if you are vastly overweight, dyna is not for you. And for a couple of reasons. the blood pressure and the water retention that Steve's already mentioned, and you're already overweight, you're gonna struggle big time. And being fat when it comes to taking steroids, is never a good idea really, Steve. We talked about this many times on the forums, uh, because your issues with estrogen are gonna be that much more likely, that much higher uh, chances of being an issue. But two that you didn't mention here, Steve, I'll jump in very quickly. And again, if you are a little bit overweight, so twenty between 15 and 20%, you might have issues with oily skin and that can that can come down to stuff like this. So acne, I've never had this, issue. I don't think Steve's had this issue, but we know again from talking to members on the forum, that's an issue. And another one, Steve, and again, I actually think it's kind of connected to the oily skin and the acne, which is the potential for hair loss one final one which we be more specific and we're probably going to address this anyway is uh women it's not really a drug for you uh for for the, basically you're going to get masculinization on 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 a lot of uh steroids that work great for men versus women uh dinabol is one of those drugs and again you know uh, if you're if you're slim you're in shape you're a woman you're trying to get lean you're trying to do whatever the your target is for you in the gym, then the idea of you taking a drug like Dinobol is kind of probably that much worse of an idea. Quick one for you, Steve, changing the subject now. Weeks. My preference, I, I've run eight weeks. This recent cycle was five weeks. I know Dylan on the on the uh, forums talks about four weeks. What's your preference? I'm Short is okay. Eight weeks is
1: around the maximum time for me with an all like uh, dynabrol what do you think? Yeah, you have to remember at the end of the day, And this is another side effect too. Obviously, I didn't feel like, you know, I didn't mention, but obviously just like any anabolic steroid out there, aside from provirin in some people, you will get shut down. So the longer you stay on it, the harder it's going to be to recover. The longer you stay on it, also, the more liver strain you're going to get, the more kidney strain you're going to get, the more heart strain you're going to get. So you want to, it really depends on your health. You want to basically get pre-blood work done make sure everything is normal if you are a healthy person i think that 8 weeks is a max uh, amount to be on it but again it depends if you are a drinker if you drink on the weekends if you like to have a couple beers for the game and you want to use dienable obviously your liver is going to get strained a uh, much quicker so 4 to 8 weeks is the range and then the dosage you know can range from 10 or 20 at the absolute low some guys are going up to 40, 50. For me, I like the sweet spot in the middle, 30, what has always yes. been what I've liked to run in my cycle. Uh, and you know it's 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 really a dummy-proof steroid, like we said at the beginning. I mean, anybody jump back. yeah,
0: jump back in here, steve. Sorry, so for example, that we have seen highs actually exceeding 100 milligrams, but a high for me, I'm like I'm like Steve, I prefer 30 milligrams. I think I've tried 50 a couple of times, but 30 is the sweet spot. It's very simple, 30 at the beginning, 30 through the cycle, 30 at the end, job done. Uh, And know where I'm going to be with it. Uh, If I was going to run it higher, 80, 90, 100 milligrams a day, then I would definitely run it as short as possible of a time on that for that reason, if for no other reason. But yeah, for me, 30 milligrams, it does the job. I mean, crying out loud, guys, if you, whether it's in cents, whether it's in English pennies, or American cents, you, you work out how much 30 milligrams of diet is costing you, it's probably less than a pound, less than a buck a day, Steve. Uh, it, it, I'd be very surprised if it's more than that. In fact, it's probably less, way less, half a buck a day. And for 30 milligrams and getting the results and running it, say, for example, right in the middle, say six weeks. Yeah, God, what are you talking about? Six, sixty, seventy dollars? I mean, come on, that's that's just price versus effectiveness, and and a nice, simple, straightforward thing there. So, yeah, I mean, go back to the very beginning historically, Steve. The guys were running fives, tens, and fifteens, and they were seeing results then. And we're talking about Arnold's era. The guys were getting results on tiny, tiny amounts. I know, for example, very quickly, the history, which includes York Barbell. And, and Ziegler that Steve mentioned earlier on, and the, he had them running fives and tens and fifteens. It's only the guys getting greedy and seeing the results and saying, well, what happens if I run 20 and 25s? So tiny amounts, effective results, short periods of time, uh, and cheap. I mean, you can't argue with all, all of this. You cannot argue with it. Uh, uh, one thing, Steve, if we've got a couple of or two to go, um, the idea of bridging with a very low dose. It's mentioned in the article. I, I would not do that. What do you think?
1: Yeah. So there were, that's one of the myths about Dianable um, is someone came up with the idea is you could bridge with it. And this started like in the late nineties, online gurus started talking about it. And the thing is, is because it will suppress you. If you use it as a bridge, it's going to shut you down and we can just get blood work done and test this theory out. So back in those days you couldn't just print out blood work and go in and get it done the next day now you can so that theory you know was blown out of the water so that's just another example of a bully on the on online on forums who can just say whatever they want and get away with it because they yeah. they have no life and they just stay on the forums all day they they'll say something ridiculous and then just spend their life online arguing it and anyone who disagrees with them is an idiot or a moron So that's how these these stupid myths start. But luckily, blood work doesn't lie. So a couple of the other myths is you can't run Dianable solo in a cycle. I've heard that a lot on the forums and people. That's another thing where people come up with an idea and instead of admitting, yeah, I'm wrong. They just defend it, defend it, defend it. And plenty of people run Dianable solo. And they get great results. So, but you know, can you use it in the stack? Should you use it in a stack? It just depends. A lot of people like to use it as a kickstart in their cycle, and it works damn good in a stack for that reason. If your goals are what we talked about earlier with the mood enhancements, the pumps, the increase in strength, the increase in muscle mass, if you like that, then it's a great thing to stack. And, you know, at, at, at the end of the day, just like any analog steroid, you have to work out on it. You have to eat good on it. If you're you one of those, you. yeah, you cannot yeah, just up. take it and eat crap yeah. and think that you're going to get good results. Because the big mistake I see with a lot of guys who use Dianabol, especially skinny guys, is they'll go on it. They'll eat everything they want because it increases your appetite, just like testosterone in most people. And then they end up getting fat and putting on a ton of water weight, like 20, 30 pounds of water weight and fat. And that's really not the it. correct way to use it. So finish right. out the show, Mobster, with your final right. thoughts and take us into the disclaimer.
0: So guys, one of the things that we've talked about when it comes to all performance on arts and drugs and specifically anabolic steroids is this idea, <laughs> and Steve's just touched upon it, that you can take certain drugs and you're going to get lean. You're going to take certain drugs and you're going to add muscle. And I mean, look, It's real 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 simple if you look at the specific medical reason why drug x or drug y or drug z was created and you go right then that person with that medical condition takes the anabol for example uh do they get better chest do they get better set of shoulders do they have bigger arms and the simple answer is no right so the idea that you can do next to fuck all or do barely change your training, or as Steve said, you have a really crappy diet and just take Dianabol and something's going to happen is kind of foolish. And only that you kind of be wasting your bucks, you'd be wasting your hard earned So this for me, and I'll say it again, Steve, I've mentioned it on the forums, structure your training, have a specific focus. So for example, in my case, dead simple, I've used, uh, whether it's Anova or, or Dianabol or something else, and I say my, my aim for that cycle is to increase my bench press, maybe to get it back to the 170 kilos that I've done for the last three years on the truck. It might be, for example, not that I need to at the body weight that I am now, but certainly in the past, oh, I want to put on 10 pounds. Now, knowing full well that five, six, seven of those pounds is water. But it still means I'm going to keep, if I do things right with my post cycle, Three pounds, and then it's kind of like a giver. So, me training, me increasing the quality of my diet, the quality of my training, having a specific focus, and then using a real simple, straightforward, cheapest chips uh, drug like Dynabolt. I know that stuff's going to happen. Do you need to have that in your mind, guide? The focused diet, focused training, and an aim. With the cycle and obviously keeping an eye on the side effects like we told you don't go in there if you're real overweight because that's kind of crazy Be don't we got guys we see this sometimes on the forum there's no reason for it you've got this podcast you've got these articles they go oh i'm bloated on dynabol well yeah oh my blood pressure's gone up in dynabol again yeah you should know this educate yourself that's what these poor podcasts are around listen you can listen to this While you're riding the bike, you can listen to this while you're driving the car to work. Pay attention, listen to what we're telling you, and you'll get the mistakes to the minimum. But if nothing kills, you'll be fully aware of the effects, good, bad, or otherwise. Guys, as always, please note we are not doctors, and the opinions on this podcast are ours and ours alone. It's our view, and based on their experience and views on the topic, a podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only the freedom of speech and the First Amendment Appliance.